G'day everybody and welcome back to the podcast, Control, Alternate or Delete. My name is Lockie. Suther's here. Ooh, we're going something Ooh. different. Yeah, changed it up. It's a bit dry before. Bit dry, Suther's, we like it. And yeah, get into it. today we're going to be discussing a few interesting topics, Suther's. Uh, we're going to be yes, t- we are. We're going to be covering uh, all things video. We've got some... Uh, a bit of a ransomware story, and we've also got a really interesting tip of the week. So it's a pretty interesting episode tonight. Um, yeah, lots of practical tips if you're doing remote work or yep. on video calls. So it should be good. On trend, everyone's doing video calls at the moment, so we thought we'd better cover it. Yes, for sure, for sure. So what have you been up to this week, Matt? What's your story for the week? Oh, my story for the week. Uh, this is not really a positive one, I suppose, but, uh, I did stuff up at Nubberport for a, for a VoIP job for a customer. That wasn't, Ooh. wasn't ideal start to the, to the day, but, uh, we ended up getting a redirect in place and keeping everything online. So, um, nothing like a bit of a workaround and a band aid to keep things going and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get it sorted out next week. Yeah. So right. It's just so- about, uh. Just, just keep moving it forward. That make sure um, things are working. Number ports and everything—it's all digital now, isn't it? It's sort of uh, you just request one. You, you're porting a number across as it for someone, obviously someone's phone system, and uh, something's happened. It hasn't gone through. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. That happens when you put the wrong number on the the request. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. It's uh, it's one of those things to uh, what is it? Uh, measure twice, cut once. Um, yeah. Didn't apply that principle, so um, yeah. So does that mean learned. someone's number has just been ported across somewhere? No, they had a couple of numbers and they only oh, decided okay. to move a couple. So yeah. um, still needs to be done, or or still needed to be done. So um, yeah, just one of those things to to double check what you're what you're putting through and um yeah otherwise well, you just got to move it forward and, and find a solution so that's what we did and the impact was there but but minimal so yeah as long as you get back up out. and running it's it can be turned around pretty quickly these days just how quick it is so Spot hopefully on. That's um right. everyone's working remotely at the moment so it probably wasn't even noticed that much well, this this one is um, in the medical field, so oh, they're, okay, they're working. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so, okay. But um, because the phone systems were side by side, uh, they just left the other one on the desk for that time. So, uh, as I said, a bit of disruption, but not disastrous once you put a workaround in place and, and just work your way through it. Yeah, uh, right. That's my story time for this week. Brilliant. Hey, Lucky, well, what have you been up to? Well, I've had a pretty productive week. I've been doing, um, like I was saying last week, I was doing a lot of video editing. So that's that's all finished. Um, I finalised that this week. So lots of, uh, we've been doing some pretty interesting work with uh, getting our guys on camera remotely, uh, which can be a challenge. Uh, however, we've created a whole bunch of really good uh, career videos and we're building a culture website at the moment. So... I've had some really interesting stuff I've been working on this week, sort of looking at the vision of the company and what sort of employees we want to attract for the future and sort of uh, just 
it's been a really interesting, productive week for me. And I'll have a tip of the week about this a bit later as well. Oh, don't go anywhere. Stay seated. You might fall over when you hear this tip of the week. Um, pretty oh, exciting. So did you learn anything um, anything new about the company and the culture while you yeah, were while so, doing anything interesting? Yeah, I learned about uh, – it was really good. Um, for a long time, uh, sort of my marketing – I obviously built out a marketing strategy for each year or – and then again for each campaign. But it was interesting building out a marketing strategy for uh, people we want to attract to our business as employees. And yeah. um, it was super interesting to look at, you know, who the company wants to attract and how they would like to get them in and the whole process. We did a lot of automation, a lot of really cool emails, embedded video into emails. It was really cool and it was looking at something similar to how you would onboard a client or how we would onboard a client as an MSP, but how you'd onboard a new employee in this um, COVID world at the moment. And uh, we're just trying to make it efficient, but as human as possible. Yep. So it was uh, was fun. Well, it's um, it's an interesting um, take on marketing in um, communicating the the actual company to the real world in in the sense of as it is, um, and that's obviously important when you're talking about people and culture that you want to get um, working within the business. So it's um, it's good to take that same uh, leveled approach with that effort to to look for those right people because they ultimately drive you forward if you get the right people. Yeah, it was the first time I'd actually really done any work like this um, for a company that actually wanted to attract employees to the business. Normally, a business is trying to attract clients. So um, it was really refreshing work for me uh, to do uh, and I'm looking forward to finalising it. Um, and uh, sharing it with the world. Yeah, nice one. We'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Um, but I'm just going to continue to brace myself waiting for that tip of the week to come down the pipeline. It's going to come right down. And uh, you better be sitting uh, because you may I'll, fall uh, over. I'll be sitting. No, I'll, I'll definitely be sitting. <laughs> I'll strap myself into my chair just to be safe. Just to be safe. Oh, now, t- today... Um, I know, so going on trend for my, um, after doing a lot of video editing, I thought we could discuss, uh, some of the video software that's come into the market since COVID sort of, uh, hit our world, um, and how people are using that software and, you know, um, maybe when, uh, some of the habits that might have crept in and. And I thought we could discuss that and it might be interesting for some of our listeners to to listen in to some of our thoughts about how video should be used within a business and what platforms are best for them. Um, yep. So what are some of the uh, video software or what's some of the software you've seen being used in the market at the moment or across the client base that you look after? Yeah, so there's... There's lots of different software out there. I mean, the the common ones you talk about are uh, Zoom, Teams, yeah. or Scott for Business, as it's um, being uh, 
replaced by teams um you know cisco's webex product um google uh, meet which was hangouts uh those ones are all all quite popular uh then yep. you've got other ones like consumer skype um, there's amazon has a chime uh, there's plenty of them out there um, but I think the big players at the moment really Zoom. I think 10x its size and consumer based. Yeah. Um, when COVID hit, so they've been around for a while, but it gave them a really, um, really big kick. Because, uh, because Skype was the original, wasn't it? it that's what I remember. Uh, for years and years, Skype was the the software you used for video. Um, yeah, well, it started out more as a as a voice sort of platform and it transformed into video, but it was one of the very early ones. Um, and Microsoft bought that, obviously, with the intention of, of being able to use some of the technology and bring it into their their um, you know, corporate products. So, yeah. uh, like Teams. Like Teams, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you, like you were saying, that uh, Zoom's come in and, you know, obviously, so there's been two different sides to it, I guess. I guess there's the consumer side. Uh, like there is with everything in this business side. Um, from a business perspective, uh, what do you reckon people sort of considered when they were looking at these products? Um, what what are the pros and cons of of some of them? Very simple. How can I get my business working in this environment that we're dealing with as quickly as possible? And that's why Zoom ended up where it was. Um, yeah, it's really easy to use and get people on board, um, and simple to sign up to. Correct. Yeah, and they do they do a free trial where you can get your forty minutes for free for your meetings, and then that boots you off. Um, so, but it, but it's really easy to use and um, really easy for people to connect to. So that's become really popular, uh, especially in instances where companies are transforming from in person, like gyms. Yeah. And they're, they're servicing their customers via those sorts of calls. Yeah. And it's just a really simple process to, to be able to do that. Yeah. My F45 studio um, moved to Zoom and everything like that too. And it's really, um, it's interesting the way that they use, or have had to use video to try yeah. and bring that human experience back. I, I think, I don't think it compares to, um, in that instance where gyms are using it, I don't think it really compares to the face-to-face stuff, but I suppose you got oh, do- something's it, better than it absolutely nothing. doesn't. I, I think the, the number that's bandied around, and it's obviously a made-up number, but video is about 80% as good as in person. Yeah. So that probably carries over, but one thing that, that is very different and, and um, you know, the gym that I go to, WFC, is doing the same thing, they, they have a thing where you have to have your video on as well. So you have to be participating in that way and be seen and you get coached um, as well. So their setup allows for that. But yeah. it means that you can't be lazy. It means that you've got to push yourself. It's kind of taking those same principles that you would have in the gym um, on video. So otherwise, I, I probably wouldn't do... Like there's a whole heap of online tutorials and stuff that they've put into... Um, the coaching room platform that they've built. Um, I haven't done any of them yet, but I'm still doing the online classes. Yeah, right. So scheduled time, do what their coaches say, same coaches, same personality that you get from from them. So it's um, 
that makes a big difference. So the convenience that videos cause, like we'll, we'll stick on to the gym, um, small business sort of side of things for a second, but would you uh, say that video has sort of enabled you to do your gym sessions more often or do you find that because you haven't got that, you haven't got that routine of getting up and going to the gym that you don't do your your gym session as often? Yeah, so this, they're doing less sessions than what they were before. Yeah, so, I mean about you, like you as a person. Do you? Yeah, do but leading on to that, I oh, was doing sorry. six AM classes. Yeah, so they're not running; they can't run those at the moment. And I, I find it's easy for me to get up early, get that done, and then I come home and the whole house holds awake. So yep. it's then into the busyness of the day, and you get to, you know, six seven o'clock, and it's like everything's not done yet. So need to wait till the kids go to bed and the classes uh, are running a bit earlier than that. So you can't always get to them as well. And, and with work as well, that sometimes goes over. So yeah, yeah. I've sort of found that as well that um, I would have normally got up, gone to the gym and done my, my routine and then come home. And you sort of, it's sort of out of the way, you know, you sort of separate it from, uh, what you do at home um, because you don't yeah. normally have a home gym set up. Uh, yeah. However, yeah, I sort of, I we, F45 sort of do theirs recorded so you can do it whenever you want. Um, yeah. But that it's doesn't matter. Really, it? Nah, it's not. I sort of, since the warmer weather's come out, I sort of uh, have been likening to go for a, a run or something like that. Yeah. Get a bit of fresh air because you don't really have to wear a mask if you're running. Thank God, um, but well, if, that, if that's what you call it at that pace, <laughs> I hit chuckle. I hit yeah. chuck. Yeah. yeah, I did a duck waddle. Um, uh, the duck. Yeah, and I'm petrified yeah, okay. that somebody's going to pull me up and go. Me, yeah. <laughs> I'm petrified somebody's going to pull me up and go, mate. You're not allowed to wear a mask while you're walking. You got to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. I'm not made of money. Come on. What are you doing? Um, just say you got asthma or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, I found um, that I was super keen to get into the video stuff when it first came out and that was in March. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is so good. This is awesome. I can do it whenever I want. And I was like doing yeah. two sessions a, two sessions a day. And that yeah. ter- soon turned into five sessions a week and then that turned into three sessions a week. And you sort of, you get sick of it um, because you haven't got all the equipment, um, especially at F45, you're sort of doing weights and things like yeah. that. And you look around and you go, well, I've only got really heavy weights or I've only got, you know, baked bean cans. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way, you're Doesn't either help. pulling your muscles out or you're, you're doing your neck. But the I guess the video has enabled them to continue business, but I guess it's been too much. I, I think, yeah, I sort of, it, they have to continue the business. It's tough though. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. But the, the thing about it is, and this is my philosophy, especially with small business. And I guess I assume F45 is sort of franchised. So they're, they're still small businesses. Um, is that you want something to go back to as well. So if, you want something to go back to, you need to help them sustain during this time as well. Yeah, that's right. 
So uh, it's, I can it's tell you now, I'm not going back fitter. No, but that's <laughs> part of what they count on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that's what keeps paying their bills. Um, yeah. But it's that coffee machine, mate. That's a coffee machine. I need to drink more of it. So how many a day are you having? I'm I'm having two. I tell you yeah, what, okay. if I could automate my coffee at a good standard, I'd do it. I wonder if you could build me a power app to do that. I might have a go at that. <laughs> power up your coffee. Yeah, power up my coffee. There are robots going around that do, I suppose, uh, the automatic push a button and create a coffee is a robot, but there are robot Isn't hands in over overseas that you put your order in and it does like the manual version of a coffee there's one in um collingwood i think is there i think so like a robot maybe it oh there's one there's something in melbourne like that it might be an ice cream dispenser or something like that yeah right there is a robot somewhere around um that's incredibly slow apparently so it's in its infancy (laughs) i'm sure they could just anyway um, we got off topic let's get back into video back into video (laughs) Now, you're saying that uh, the conven- uh, the the reason uh, what pushed people to jump onto video was getting their business up and going. Uh, do you think uh, any other considerations like security or um, whether they already had a video uh, application like Teams but didn't have it set up, uh, do you think they came into consideration or do you reckon just because Zoom had a a popular name or it was well marketed um, or it had a lot of momentum with people using it in the background, which is why it was so popular. Is that a question or a statement? <laughs> no, it's a question. Um, oh, I think, do you I think reckon people, can, people considered security? No, of course not. Security is only something that gets considered after the fact. Um, yeah. And that's why... That's why applications and systems have security vulnerabilities because they need to make money and get it out to market so that they can continue to develop. Um, yeah. But security is sometimes a secondary thought. So there are some security concerns with Zoom. But then again, I mean, aside from you know potential delivery of malware to the computers, which should be okay as long as you update um, and have the necessary protections in place, you you could have people jump into the call. There was instances of that. So and then sharing, um, you know, vulgar content. Yeah. So th- there's concerns there, or, or you know, the data was um, can potentially be um, looked at uh, over the wire. So if you don't, you, you shouldn't be doing confidential sort of stuff on on those sort of sessions. So I think we're we're in small business. It was a case of let's just get it in to make it easy. Um, yeah. I, I spoke to a couple of organizations that have some more stringent um, regulations that they need to adhere to. And, um, you know, the education department is a, is, is, a, is one of those sorts of places and they're basically locked into using Cisco WebEx because it's been battle-tested to be secure. Not yeah. just feature-rich or easy to use, but it's been tested and it's secure. So, Well, they would have known. Like, when you think of security, um, when, when the bulk of people think of security, they think Cisco. If they saw Cisco's name in front of something, they probably considered it yeah. to be reasonably secure because of their 
the standards that they set are normally pretty high. Yeah, ex- extremely high. Um, nobody ever got fired for buying Cisco at the end of the day. No. Um, so, but it's an interesting story with with Cisco Webex. Um, the the um, founder of Zoom um, was one of the chief technology officers with Webex, I believe, before he went and started Zoom. Really? And I think he got frustrated with the slow development of the platform and the lack of features um, yeah. and really wanted to improve that. It's obvious that you can see that in Zoom, but um, very progressive. that speed yeah. comes with the security issues that are being fixed up as you go sort of things. So. Yeah, and credit to Zoom in some way. They, they did fix up those vulnerabilities pretty quickly by putting passwords on every, every uh, meeting, but... I suppose the vulnerability was there to begin with. I didn't expect that many people to be jumping on the product that that quickly. I suppose. Yeah, and it, it probably you know caused them to to be overloaded for a time, and they may have had to adjust it how they delivered everything. But there was more security issues to it than than just that um, that were that were very concerning. But privacy and security with Zoom was was a concern. Um, but it's just—it was just so easy to use, and it became—it became a ubiquitous um, uh, way to describe a video call. Uh, I think we mentioned it last week. Yeah. In the tip. Yeah, that's right. Someone was calling. I need to do a Zoom call. Let's get on Teams, um, and, and and do that. So it's uh, it got um, it, it became very popular very quickly in that sense. Yeah. Um- what else uh, happened with video well, from my perspective? Some of the things I saw was um, certain habits uh, that we did within the office uh, followed us remotely. Um, meetings, I think we did, we've discussed this before, but uh, things like um, ongoing one. conversations where people just <laughs> keep going and going and going. Yeah. Um, and it gets super frustrating because when you're on video, it's so hard to, to interrupt and end, end that conversation. Um, video sort of empowers people in not necessarily um, a, a good way sometimes. I think, I think it can get uh, quite messy um, with video yeah. um, or with uh, those sort of forms of meetings. Uh, I think that's sort of like I'm doing at the moment. We sort of just keep talking and talking and talking and, and the, the conversation can never end. But is that very different from being in the office? Um, I think so. I think if you're in an office, uh, you can sort of, you, you're surrounded by generally, you're in, a, in, a, in an office where you're in a meeting room or something like that. And you're surrounded by people and body language pays a, a pretty big um, uh, feature within your meetings. I think you can yeah. sort of tell if you're, you're going on a bit too much. Yeah, there's cues. And with video sometimes, you probably won't notice people might get a little bit more distracted because they'll be doing something else on, the, on another screen or something like that. And those conversations yep. can seem to go on for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I wonder if it's also um, the casual nature about being at home um, compared to the office, which is the workplace. 
and the sense that you would, do we need to get on with it maybe? I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. I think I think there is elements of that and yeah, just being the how easy it is to get distracted. I think it's just I think that's that's a weakness in in the whole video video scene yeah. and and the video meetings. I and I was a massive advocate for it. Um prior to COVID, I was like, oh, we, and we've done episodes on working from home tips in the past and um, we probably should share those episodes again. But um, yeah. I think it's, I think there, there needs to be a bit of a mix into the future when we do get back to normal. A lot of people are going to be working remotely still, but those human face-to-face meetings are going to be super important, I think maybe less meetings and more outcomes might be the solution um, or my thoughts and my opinions um, coming to a meeting prepared and all the detail being outside the meeting and just having check-in meetings rather than uh, detailed unprepared uh, conversations. Yeah. I guess it depends on the context. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've got depends on how many people you've got in the room as well. If you've got ten people in the room, but only two are really working into that detail, well, that's not the right place to be working into it. But if it's a, a very collaborative and involved uh, discussion, it's a little bit different. Um, but you could have that in a in a in person meeting as well. Um, one thing that you you are right about though is that. Um, they they do seem to go on. So we have a we have a daily um, catch up, a daily huddle um, internally, and yep. it's scheduled for ten minutes. But typically, it, it goes for half an hour, sometimes up to an hour. Um, so, but but that's not necessarily a bad thing because we would have that level of interaction uh, in the office, yeah, but sporadically throughout the day. So we just condensed it down into a smaller period and if the phone rings or something urgent needs to be done well we could just cut it and, and, and go there so if there's something to be done do you do you find well that's that's a good way good way of putting it i suppose uh condensing all those human interactions into one simple meeting it's a great idea um do you find that sometimes uh you become you are working remotely, but people just assume that you're always available. Um, and do you get the random video call that happens while you might be in another meeting or people not necessarily looking at calendars anymore? They just go, yep, cool, video call. Um, no, I don't I don't think so. Um, well, so what, we use Teams and one of the easiest tips I can give to you is that if you're using Google, use Google Meet. If you're using Microsoft, use Teams for your video conferencing because it just makes sense too, right? Yeah. Especially with Teams pulling your presence information. So if you've got a calendar meeting on, you go red in Teams. Yeah. Nobody should be calling anybody when they're red, right? That's right. Um, it's a simple piece of passive communication. Um, so that doesn't happen. Now, I had uh, an instance today with one of the, the guys that um, – he was red for a while and I was keeping an eye on it because I wanted to chat to him about something. 
And I ended up sending him a message and he responded straight away and goes, oh, that's weird. No, I'm free. Let's let's chat. So we quickly check in. Do you know what you can do? I discovered this with Teams the other day. You can right-click on someone and say, notify me when they become available. Wow. And whenever you're know, available. I hadn't strapped myself in. Was that the tip? No, nah, that was not the tip. That's just an added oh, extra. I can't um, wait for the tip later. Uh, yeah, well, I've done that with a couple of my um, my bosses because yeah. I, they're never available, right? They've got meeting after meeting and often in between meetings or on phone calls. So you've got to be yeah. quick. You've got to have that added advantage over the other employees. This is what I do. Well, now because all of the employees obviously listen to the podcast, now your gig's up. No, nah, no. Nah. Jig's up. No. Nah. We're what, gonna take listen. this bit out. We're taking we're taking <laughs> it out. But it's I like put it okay. so when I, these important people that sort of always are on phone calls and meetings, I make I pop that up so when they're available I can just go bang, phone call. And it yeah, works so awesome. well. That's awesome. Does it does it just notify you and just pops up as a toast message or something? Yeah, it's just like a little chat window, but it just says uh, Lockie's available. And I go, beauty. I'm sending him a message. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, cool. I found that really that. good. Yeah. No, it works, works a treat for me. write that down. Well, yep. You right click and go, show me when they're available. And it works like for the forever. You have to turn it off. Um, so ah. for those key people that you you always want to catch up with or they're, they're working on a project with you, um, I do that and it sort of allows me to just know when they're available and if I have to have a quick chat and we don't have a meeting organised, I can put in a quick phone call. Yeah, right. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. I feel like I really just want to open Teams and just test that now. Yeah, well, um, maybe maybe we'll later. Maybe, maybe later. later. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll curb my enthusiasm. Yeah. Now, tell me something. How do you think, now we'll discuss some of the downfalls of video. Now, how do you think video is going to change uh, once we go back to, like, business goes back to semi-normal? And I don't think it will ever go back to normal, normal, uh, the way it uh, no, you know, it won't be the same again. No, 2019 normal. No, but uh, how do Those you think video days. might contribute going forward? Video conferencing rooms. Do you think that will be a feature of the future, or do you reckon people will just be staying away from that sort of stuff? Yeah, I, th- I think I think it certainly will be. Um, like I've I've been looking into the solutions recently because I've got one to do for a customer, and there's no stock of it. So somebody's buying it all, right? And um, I think what we're going to end up with is, you know, think about some of the environments that we've worked in and seen and they were quite, um, uh, you know, either shared spaces or very close quartered or very efficient as far as the floor space goes because square meterage is very expensive to host people. So I think that we're going to start to see organizations wind back shared spaces because you won't be able to do them in offices anymore um, for fear of that infection spread. And you'll start to have to do, to get more people working in the same or less space effectively. Um, 
and it'll be a case of probably flexible working hours and being able to bring people into those environments wherever they are. So if you're buying new devices, you've pretty much got to buy laptops or yeah. you have to buy computers and get a webcam um, and a headset. It's just um, it's just a no-brainer now. Yeah, well, that's right. And I think it would be interesting how how it changes because technology moves pretty quick, right? It'll be interesting to see because of this rapid movement, how technology changes in terms of the video space and the technology available yeah. and the, how the modern, how meetings are going to be operating in, you know, 2025 um, sort of thing, how much it's going to change because I think we're going to go, through, because of this pandemic, I think we're just going to go through this huge technology growth again. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's, it's going to be a super interesting time for business and small business and how commercial real estate really works. And, you know, there's a lot of really cool business parks getting around those shared business, uh, environments where we're really, uh, we work and things like that, that were really they were already in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were really growing momentum last year. Uh, and perhaps, you know, Rather than working from a space like that, people are sort of going, well, you know, maybe an outside venue is going to be probably more popular going forward, um, like a cafe or something like that. Maybe the old internet cafes might come back. Who knows? Oh, not sure if that's a, a good idea, but... Um, <laughs> Did you ever go to an internet cafe? Yeah, yeah, we used to have very slow internet at home, so I used to used to go there occasionally just to, uh, to have a red stuff Bull. and then yeah, no, no, not quite that. Um, but uh, yeah, used to, used to a little bit, but it's it's gonna it's gonna change the way things work, and it is interesting to see technology even now moving very quickly. Like I did a, a Zoom, um, participated in a Zoom call last week. Um, with a program and the ability to put, you know, um, 50 people on a call, but then break them out into 10 little breakout rooms as part of this session was something like an event. Yeah, exactly. So this was a, like a, this is like a, a, an event that was helping, um, uh, people who have met, I've started to do mentoring with RMIT. Um, and they're running a session to help working through, um, you know, being positive in this in this pandemic situation, so it was really good to be able to go and listen to you know the key speaker, but then also break out and have that one to one video engagement with you know four or five people, and then come back and then go back out and do it again and just work through that typical um, event style and and schedule. So very cool, and all from your home. Yeah, all from all from home. Um, wow. And you look at, you know, teams are bringing in a together mode, which puts people seated next to each other in a I virtual auditorium. Like a, so yeah. just changing the perspective a little bit. Because um, I don't know about you, there's a lot of talk about video fatigue. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on, yeah. on that? Well, I've certainly suffered from it during this pandemic. I, I, it's amazing, like... Back in the office, I have my own little cubicle um, where I'm sort of by myself the majority of the time. I, I sort of work next to a, a project manager, but he's hardly there. Um, so I have this 
entire space to myself and you know it allows me to get a lot of work done yeah um i found myself uh talking on video a lot more um and it's and i do get quite tired from talking and focusing on video and looking on looking at a computer screen all day um and I think it's important, especially walking, in, uh, moving into the summer months, to get away from, get away from it for a while, uh, and yeah. maybe just make a standard phone call. I found myself actually picking up my phone and just making a normal call uh, to replace some of the video calls while going for a walk outside, just to change it up a bit, um, because I do find video quite exhausting after the fourth or fifth one yeah what about you yeah for sure um yeah i look i think it's just a, a continuation of the the habit of death by meeting um never feeling like you're getting anything done or the meeting isn't as productive as you would like it to be um so i, I certainly and, and what you were saying before makes sense is that people tend to to continue speaking for longer periods of time so there is there is certainly that um those aspects to it so um yeah i think there's there's a balance that needs to be struck i think that it's the fact that people are talking about it so much means that it's, people are going to be more mindful of it um but i think it's also important to continue to have some of that interaction and not just cut it off entirely because um I think we're finding that we need that more than what we think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, prior to this pandemic, our team, uh, sales and marketing team, didn't. We weren't catching up daily in an official capacity. Uh, we would have a weekly sales meeting um, yep. where we would go over the ops and you know marketing efforts and everything like that. But since the pandemic, we've been catching up every morning uh, just for. A, a 15 minute power out sort of um, let each other know what we're up to for the day. Uh, so yeah. they sort of either know to leave you alone or know that to expect um, for me, some marketing material coming out in this on a certain day. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, that's been good. Those meetings like yours uh, sometimes can go up to an hour, um, which, uh, I, I tend to lose focus in those longer ones unless it's a more interesting topic. Um, yeah. Unless it's an interesting topic that affects me. Um, and yeah, sometimes I'll just drop off if it's not relevant to to what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I think that I think there needs to be a consideration to allowing that, like just being smart about your time and not uh, and participating where it's relevant, but um, potentially just being. Um, optimized with your video time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, Especially and when you can record it. So if anything circles back, you can just go to the recording. It's a, in Teams. It's very simple. You click the button, it gets uploaded to stream, and it's there. It's done. You don't yeah. have to do anything else. Yeah, um, I, and it, and it'll even do captions, so you can search it. I do that. Too. Well, we do it. We record all our meetings just for for those purposes to sort of save. Even if someone's away that day. Um, yeah. or they're, they're late for the meeting or can't attend the meeting, they can go back and watch it later if they want to. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Um, 
I think that covers a lot of video, and I think we would would have hit um, a lot of sort of points that you know a lot of our businesses that um, that listen to the podcast would would sort of be uh, challenged with. So I think we might move on from that and have tip of the week. This is a um, week. Hang on, hang on. Let me just put my seatbelt on. Yeah, just put your seatbelt on. Buckle in. Okay. So as you know, I've been doing a lot of video work lately. Yeah, I've been. We've uh, built out. I'll just repeat what I said at the start of the podcast. But I've gone ahead and we've built out a lot of career videos. Um, and we we've got some technicians that have had to record themselves on video, which is tough. You've done that before. I hate it. Yeah, really. No really one likes despise it. it. And yep. everyone sees their bad angle when they're recording video and have to go back and watch it. And no one likes yep. it. So my tip is don't look down the barrel of the camera if you're nervous about looking at yourself in the recording because you're never going to like it. You're better off going off to a 45-degree angle and looking, putting the camera off to the side and looking straight ahead, maybe a partner or a pet, uh, and reading your script that way. Because um, the partner or the pet reads the script for you. No, you read the script. (laughs) You look at your partner (laughs) or your pet while you're reading the script. Um, And that what it does is it relaxes you a little bit, so it doesn't make you look so nervous. Uh, And you won't hate it as much because you won't be... Uh, watching your lips or watching your eyes once it's recorded. You do find that a lot of people have scary eyes or that scattered eyes when they're... Um, intense. When they're Or they don't blink. Um, some people don't yeah. blink at all when they're recording themselves. So um, the best thing is to relax, have a laugh, stuff up. It might take you four or five goes. But if you're going to record yourself for a video... 10 or 20, yeah. <laughs> look off to an angle. Don't don't look down the barrel of the camera. Yep, that's a good tip. Yeah, and I think you can use video for a lot of things. Uh, we're, we're talked about meetings primarily during this, but um, Greg, you know, there's no reason why your sales team can't create video for proposals, taking people through um, certain quotes and things like that. There's no reason why your uh, service team can't use video to explain things in a little bit more depth uh, for for your, for their client. Um, there's no reason why your marketing team can't promote some of your material on video. It's sort of it's such a powerful tool that is available anytime, anywhere. Um, if you're if you get comfortable recording yourself, I think it's it can be a really handy tip. Yeah. No, for sure. I think I think that's that's really good, and you're, you're spot on, and particularly about the sales and the service side of things. And that's something I've done a couple of rec- one of each recently in particular, um, and it just makes that interaction a whole bunch easier. Like it's really hard to articulate details of a of a, a quote in an in an email in text without writing a wall, and nobody wants to open that and go, oh, "Here's you know, three Too pages much. of text," um, and equally. Like I, I, I did a video the other day for for somebody on on a piece of technical work that 
needed to be done and it was three weeks ago and I forgot how to do it. So I actually went back and watched the video. So if you put the value of what you're doing above worrying about how you look, it makes it a lot easier as well. Yeah, so if you combine those two tips, it makes it a whole bunch easier. Let's face it. No one cares about what you look like on video anyway. I mean, as long as you're not wearing trackies, you haven't, as long as you haven't got, um, you've done your hair and a little bit and you, you're not looking like you've just been on a bender. Uh, people don't, bed, yeah. <laughs> people don't mind how you look on video. They're, they're more yeah. worried about your content. Uh, so we're not you, recording this one at the moment because you just took your stack helmet off. And yeah. Hadn't done yeah. Your hair. I sort yeah. of haven't done my hair today. Uh, and I couldn't, and I was wearing my glasses because my eyes, I'm being in front of a screen for too long. My eyes have started to fail on me. So um, I'm having a rough day. All right. Yeah. Right. All right. I'll, <laughs> cut, I'll cut you some slack. Especially seeing as how you haven't mentioned about me forgetting to record the podcast properly the first two that we did. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll let you off the hook. All right. We'll look after each other in this podcast. <laughs> All right, so the oh, next thing no, we've got one more we've got one more thing we have to cover. Oh yeah. And that this. is the scam watch. So you're always on scam watch. You're always looking for new cyber tactics that have just come out that people need to be aware of. So what is your scam watch today? Yeah, scam watches is just just be careful with what you're um what you're opening. So I had an incident with a, with a, with a customer that doesn't know how they did something. Um, nothing apparently happened on the day. Um, something might've happened the day before. So very vague and unknown, but uh, you know, I was just thankful that they had the right protection in place with their endpoint security that it caught it and rolled it back. So no incident to speak of, um, but they didn't know how it got there. So it's really hard to track down. So just be careful with, um, you know, following links and opening attachments and and things like that. Websites as well. Just make sure everything's very reputable. And uh, if in doubt, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, I I agree. I actually saw. I've been like every every man and his dog. Um, I've been sort of looking at, uh, you know, the vans that get converted into like, they put the bed in it and it's like a little kitchen and stuff like that. You, oh, you, yeah, yeah, Like a combi a, type thing. A combi van, but a modern version that's been converted into a, like a little stay over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to try and get into regional Victoria. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's so No, he wasn't, many... Dan. He's just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're not listening. Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't going to try and do that. But um, I was taking it to the process. No, I, won't. I wasn't doing that either. Um, what I was, lo- I was looking at them because I was, I was quite interested in it. And it was amazing the amount of scams based on that. Um, puppy scams and things like that at the moment too. Um, there's certain websites that say, oh, donate this to charity. And you'll have a hundred tickets in to win this, um, and it's covered in Facebook and Instagram. I was actually quite surprised how much scam material is getting through on on ads. Like there's sponsored ads um, that are coming through. 
it's one of the most common delivery methods for um, malware for promoted ads um, because people accidentally click on them and all sorts of stuff. So, well, they um, look interesting. Yeah, this one was a that's like, the idea. Win win a converted fan. And it, like I looked at the landing page, I clicked on it. I looked on the landing page. Um, I, I verified it before I clicked on it, but um, I clicked on it, and the landing page was immaculate. Like you, you something you expect from it's better a than really some of your reputable. Work? Hey, better than your work, or about on par? No, way better than my work. Um, <laughs> way better than my work. But that's not the point. I'm not here to talk myself down. Um, this, this, the landing page was immaculate. It was so good. Um, and I was like, wow, these guys are really good. And the first thing you should do, I think when it comes to any of those contests is you put the first name and then you, then you write scam after it and you do a Google search and you'll find how dangerous some of these sites are because yeah. if there is that good of a good of marketing material behind it, if you just search the name of it and then scam, I think you'll discover how how many people are being ripped off and you'll feel pretty good about yourself for not clicking on it. Yeah, for sure. The same thing with phone numbers as well. Yeah. yeah phone I'll numbers get... online, there's plenty of directories. Yeah. Yeah, so it works really well. Very good. A couple of well, good, uh, good ones to end on there with ScamWatch. Oh, I like a good ScamWatch. I'm looking forward to next week's ScamWatch from you. Expecting big things. Well, I hope nothing big happens, but we'll we'll see how we go. <laughs> All I'll right, find a good one for you. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Get you up and about. Yeah, I'll be up and about about scam watch. Don't worry about that. Well, I think that concludes our podcast for tonight. Um, thank you very much, sellers, and thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lockie. Uh, we will see you next time. See you next time.